What's going on, guys? And welcome to Totally Blitzed Podcast. Today we're talking UFC Long Island. We got fucking Brian Ortega versus Jair Rodriguez as the headliner. And before we talk our shit on and break it all down for you, please go down, like this video, subscribe to the channel, check us out on the podcast, anywhere you listen to them, and follow us on Twitter at Totally underscore Blitzed. Let's get into this shit, guys. Why not? These are your hosts for the show. I'm Paul, pick a win of conscious sports gambler, drunk gambler. Got my shot here poured up. Let's get it, guys. You gotta understand that Paul does that at the beginning of every episode. This is the third episode we've recorded tonight. <laughs> your man is dangerous. But it's your boy Lil KK, aka the Dom PYE, aka that motherfucker on the screen right now. If you didn't know, I don't mind telling you again. Now I'm the motherfucking people's champ. You feel me? So, hey, you all in this motherfucker, you feel me? Man, what's going on, y'all boys? PT, man. Prime time, Marcus. You already know what it is. That was a prime time. You feel me? We talking UFC Long Island. So, I found out that people don't like to say in Long Island, you gotta say on Long Island, I guess. So it's about to go down on Long Island. On Long Island, you feel me? I don't know what the fuck Paul writing back there. But Marcus, what you got? Any, you got Long any? Island? We going to T City, baby. Oh shit! We going to T City. T City, our boy representing the day. Let him know, Paul. I had to, bro. My personal favorite fighter in all of UFC's fighting this weekend. What is TC? Triangle City, Brian Ortega, baby. Oh. Boy, dog. I wish I had a darker marker. I realize you can't really see it. I should have did some trial runs. <laughs> but my bad. I just need to cut you off, Kev. Yeah? be chilling with this. You the Ivan right here. You the one that's looking forward to this one. Tell me about this card, man. Man, UFC Long Island, bro. This is honestly, this is the UFC London of America, bro. This is the biggest fight night in American lands, in my opinion. This is the fight card that I think might top UFC Austin for me to fight the card at all the knockouts. Damn. Brian Ortega, Brian Ortega, fucking closest person to beat Volkanovski versus Yair Rodriguez. Fucking a lot of people's fan, best, most creative striker in all of UFC. Fucking crazy to watch. Then we got fucking Jang Luang, fucking welterweight versus Muslim Sakharov, who's the king of kung fu. Not just kung fu, he's like Wu Shang kung fu. He's regarded as the greatest Wu Shang kung fu artist of all time gold medalist for his country in in, in the um in the olympics uh 120 and 10 losses is all-time all record like he is that guy shane burgos charles jordan usa versus canada this might be fire tonight both stand and bang like every time i say this might be a low-key fire tonight it almost always is the fire tonight and that's who this is what this is right here there's two standing bang guys. No one's going to shoot a takedown. It's going to be all fucking war. And like Kev said, Lauren Murphy versus Misha Tate is starting off the main card. That should just let you know how deep of a fucking card this is. Jeez. And 
my personal favorite fight on this card, Ricky Simon versus Jack Shore. Don't know how that's a fucking prelim. Bantamweight so deep. I guess I understand, but whew. Welcome. Welcome. Let's start, man. We got Ricky Simon. Of course, we gotta go Ricky Simon, bro. That Ricky Simon versus Jack Shore, the battle of the bantamweight super prospects, right here, guys. I mean, I know y'all did y'all homework, so I'm just gonna throw it in the air. Whoever wants to catch it. Hey, man. I was doing the homework, man. And Jack, that boy Shore, he looked like a. A true prospect, man. You gotta keep your eye on that boy's fame is a fan of the the podcast, liking liking the tweets on Twitter. Shout out his family, man. Yes, sir, bro. We're part of the family. They tell us to call him Jay. They yeah, had call him Jay. Shout out Jay, man. But unfortunately, I'm gonna have to be against Jay today. God damn 47. <laughs> nah, man. I think I, I think what's his name? Ricky, right? Ricky Simon. If y'all don't know, Ricky Simon is ranked 11th. Jack Shore is ranked 14th. They're both are already ranked in their young career. And one's 29. Jack Shore is 27. Jack Shore, former Cage Warrior champion. Ricky Simon, former LFA champion. Both at Bantamweight in their um, where they fought at. So and honestly. Ricky Simon averages six and a half takedowns a fight in 15 minutes. Jack Shore averages four and a half takedowns a fight. They both like to throw some some volume, not volume, but like to throw hands. They're not just wrestlers. They like to throw hands. See, here's my thing, right? So Ricky Simon is living the dream. <laughs> A great high school wrestler. He got he got recruited to college. Fuck college. I'm going to the MMA. I'm doing I'm doing MMA. Yeah, One is in the regional, regional, regional circuit, gangster. Is at the UFC and brother 19 and three all time. So like I fuck with Ricky Simon, you feel me? I really want to see bro, bro wrestle the shit out of motherfucker because like I don't like to tell people this, but like I hate Kobe Covington, everything about him, but like he's low-key my favorite wrestler in the UFC. So I'm going to need somebody to come through and push the pace that also knows how to throw hands with it too. So I'm actually looking forward to this fight. And But the thing is, I feel like this fight is a lot, is crazy close because I think that their styles match each other. And then Jack Shore is just a dog. Uh, fucking Jack Shore, 16 and 0, undefeated, deep bag, fucking. From out of Wales. Out of best Wales fighter in a long time. He was on the UFC London card too. And uh, fucking, maybe this is a fucking Wales takeover. You got Joe Cordina in boxing. You got fucking Jack Shore in the UFC right now. Uh, but he likes to throw leg kicks. He likes to mix it up with his boxing. And uh, he he might be the Kobe Covington you're looking for, Kev, because he's a better boxer than Kobe Covington and, like, this overall striker. But he uses his striking to set up the takedowns, just like Kobe does. Like, that's what Kobe does better than almost anybody else. He's not just wrestling you. He's using MMA to wrestle you. And then he wins. And that's what I think Jack Shore does. But Jack Shore is also tall for this bantamweight division. He's lengthy, so he does have like that. I mean, last fight he at UFC London, it was a step-up fight against Tamir Vaziv. And Tamir Vaziv is a great wrestler. He even took him down a couple times and, like, controlled Jack a couple times. So maybe Ricky does have a way of victory with that. But 
that boy Jack Storrs was tearing his ass up the whole time striking. It was almost like you could have you could have stopped the fight at some point. I actually thought it might have been because there was a couple of knockdowns where you thought the fight was over. Mm. But Ricky, if he gets you, if he's on top in that wrestling position, you're not getting up. So what are this what are the submission games like? Do how many subs do they got? And do they are they are are they gonna need dig they could catch something? They could set something up. Isn't Jack Shore straight rear naked chokes? Straight rear that he's he he can grapple, but he they're both position wrestlers. They're not going for like Jack looks for more submissions, but it's more of like he's in the right place at the right time type submissions. He's not like setting it up submissions. Ricky Simon, he's just gonna be on top for four minutes of the round and he's gonna grind it out yeah he's gonna grind it out like a wrestler and then come decision time he's gonna win because he had 10 minute control time shit like that jack shore though he might submit you he uh, but he's he's known as to take your back and lock in that fucking body triangle and then he sometimes gets seven out of eight of his submissions are rear naked chokes so it's not like he's the best BJJ artist where he's setting up arm bars and triangles and guillotine. He just happens to be in a good position almost at all times. And he can he can grapple off his back, which would which does kind of help him if Simon is kind of controlling the fight on top. He's not like helpless on his back. I respect it. I like CMA, but I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I like Jack Shore. I like Jack Shore, but I believe in Ricky Simon. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Hey man, I'm going. Are both y'all riding with Ricky? Yeah man, I, I think Ricky's gonna go out and like try to just grind it out on the grind, get you know, it's grind only, it out and try to get it in the decision, man, and just get one of them wins. It's only 15 minutes, man. If you can chose that bitch for eight of the minutes, start. I don't know. Gotta gotta get it to. I'm gonna say this. Jack Shore's getting the dub. Jack Shore's one of my favorite prospects, and he's a fan of this podcast, and his family's part of my family. And uh, I'm just going to say right now, Jack Shore's getting the dub. It will go over. I think this is going to decision. One of my bets is this fight goes over one and a half rounds just because you got two great – if it hits the ground, no one's getting submitted. I think this is coasting. But y'all are going to be sitting there like it's boys in the hood saying, Ricky! Whenever that boy is dead, we we gonna he gonna live today. But yeah. we got our picks out on that one. Let's move before we move into the main event fight and everything. We talked the real beef and potatoes. Quick shout out. I already kind of hit on it earlier. The low key fight of the night. Don't miss this main card fight. I honestly think it's the oh no, it's the second fight on the card on the main card, but. Charles Jordan, 26-year-old, solid prospect versus Shane Burgos, 31. Shane Burgos, his losses are to, like, Edson Barbosa, fucking Calvin Cater. Like, these are literally, like, top guys. solid guys, especially, on the, especially when he's a stand-and-bang fighter. Edson Barbosa is arguably the best kickboxer ever in the UFC, and Calvin Cater is up there as the best boxer, and that's your Max Holloway. But, like, Calvin Cater is known to beat the fuck out of people in boxing. So... This is just going to be another standing bang fight. Both guys have a chin. Both guys throw power in their shots. Both of them keep moving forward. They're not afraid to take a shot to give a shot. We don't have to give picks on it. It's really a pick em, but I'm just saying, like, Charles Jordan versus Shane Burgos, if you're not excited for it yet, that's the fight. Don't miss. 
Tuning in. Well, I know it's, I know what I know what fight I'm not gonna be taking a shower for. Yeah, now you know. Hey, don't forget though, this card is at like two p.m. It's a weird timing. This is a very early card. No, I like I like those cards, man. You get some daytime fights. You just chilling. Yeah, you don't want to miss the Ryan Garcia fight. Yeah, you know, you know they're gonna clear it out for him. This shit is on ABC. That's crazy. Second one ever. The first one was the two seventy six. Again, that the that uh, like you know, NFL gets that ESPN. That's how money. you know. That's how you know this card is gonna be good. They gotta put together a good card for ABC. And uh. Fucking the meat and potatoes, bro. Like our fucking our main event of the night. We got fucking Brian T City Ortega versus Yair T City El Pantera Ooh. Rodriguez. This is honestly, this is the fight that like, you know, whenever it's just like people might not know the names and shit, but like MMA fans, get your fucking lotion. And get your fucking tissue paper out, bro, because this is this is the wet dream of MMA fans. Yes, get the tissues out. We got five fight of the nights on each. Brian Ortega, five fight of the nights. Jair Rodriguez has five fight of the nights. Multiple performances of the nights. They really Ortega. He everyone knows him. BJJ specialist. He has gone better in striking, but he has been outstruck considerably in some fights like against um, Max Holloway, Volkanovski, Rocky Macchiano, Clay Gouda. Like, these are fight- like he's been outstruck plenty of fights. But once it hits the mat, mm. it hits the mat. And then Rayer Rod- uh, Rodriguez, that's the comeback king. He has wars with the Korean Zombie, a war with Max Holloway. Boy, I got some highlights. Korean Zombie, literally, yeah, like he literally – at the last second, four minutes and 59 seconds into the last round, he hits a fucking elbow where he just goes like this. Uh, I've never seen like a no coming back like that as Korean Zombie's coming in and Korean Zombie flatlined and laid on the floor for about 20, 30 seconds on his I've never seen some shit like that. Then, then you have like the fucking Andre Filla fight where he ran from one cage to the other with a drop kick. A fucking yeah. running double leg drop kick. Like he is the most creative, fun fighter I've ever seen, probably. And he outclasses a lot anybody when it comes to the outside. If you just want to stand and box and kickbox, he he he's not the guy to do it with. So yeah, one guy who's phenomenal on the mat can strike. His striking has gone better with Ortega, but it has been shown that strikers can beat the fuck out of Ortega on the stand-up. And on the other side, Yair Rodriguez is not the best ground fighter. Fucking Frankie Edgar took him out uh, on the ground, submitted his ass. So, like, this is a class of fucking size. Like, this is really a 50-50 Who, fight. Whose brother. craft is going to be better? And they both shown weaknesses to both craft. Like, like, Ortega's lost all his fights or the people who can strike. Max Holloway put on a beating. And beat him by decision. Just beat his. It was a bad. It was a hard fight to watch because how bad it was. Fucking uh, Volkanovski. Other than the, the close ass triangles and guillotine, he almost hit him with. Max Volkanovski was just beating the crap out of him on the feet. Uh, Rocky Macchiano beating the crap out of him on the feet. Then Brian Ortega says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna shoot for a guillotine here. Stand up guillotine and got it. Won the fight. Like 
Well, Yair Ariga, same thing. Korean Zombie was piecing his ass up in that last fucking second of the last round. He gets the knockout. Like, these are comeback fire. Like, that's why I say this is if this might be fire tonight if it's not Burgos and Jordan. I think it's going to start off slow. It's going to, like, the pace is going to be slow in the first and second. And Brian Ortega is going to really take the third, fourth, and fifth rounds. But I also feel like Rodriguez is going to slow down with that pace. So if Brian Ortega can win this fight, he just has to be way fucking smarter. Because Yaya Rodriguez is a warrior. He came to fucking fight. He came to go to war. He came to kill. But if Brian Ortega can be smart and just play the smart fight, understand that you shouldn't be on your feet too long. You should get this control time to really, really hold bread down. I just, I like bro in this in these um in this um in this situation, but like he just has to play it smart and just don't get caught with nothing, don't walk in anything. Because one thing Rodriguez is great at is making you use your own momentum. Because that's how he killed the Korean zombie with that fucking elbow. Like it's just fucking insane. Because you used your own power against you. So if Brown Ortega can be smart and just think, this is my pace. I'm controlling this fight. I really like him to do this, and I hopefully they take it to decision. But or or he can get the sub, but like just he just has to play this smarter than anything. He has to play chess, not checkers. What do you think happened, Mark? What do you know about Brian Ortega? I'm not gonna lie, I seen him and I didn't think at first I didn't think he could fight. I was like, bro, the first thing I noticed on you was your eyes, homie. I don't trust you. But I seen that he kind of know a thing or two. But how do you feel about bro? You see what you know about him? Hey man, from what I seen in the what he did in the Bulky fight, man. You can't. You gotta respect that, bro. Is moments away from becoming champ. It was a tough, but like like Paul said, he was getting pieced up on the feet. But still, man, he was moments away two times to get Volky out of there. But I think it's gonna be a banger, bro. But usually, I, I'm going I'm more of the strike. You know, I go for the striker, especially a guy that's on their feet. Or, but I'm not, I'm gonna I'm rock with Ortega, man. I think I think he's gonna pull off the sub in the late rounds. I think he's gonna be able to grind it out and pull out a sub in like maybe like the fourth round. But he can't he can't get caught slipping, man, and get one of these crazy kicks, flying knees, flying fucking drop kicks, all these crazy shots that Rodriguez likes to throw. So highlight reel. Yeah, man, nah, you got shout out Rodriguez though, man. I was watching the uh, some UFC shit on YouTube, bro. I'm like, bro, this dude's a legit walking highlight reel. Every clip they showing, this man's doing some crazy. Most creative striker I've probably ever seen in my. But life. I, I I do feel like Ortega going rounds with bulky like that. You got you know he got that on his belt, so I feel like he's gonna have be able to use that experience and come out with another big win. And they both, Rod- oh my bad, my bad. I was gonna say they both have five round experience, so that's that's that makes this fight exciting. It just comes down to like chess, not checkers. Like, can Ortega be the smarter fighter in this fight, or are you gonna play the um play the big war, play the big big tough warrior guy? You definitely better not try to outstrike him. But that's what it is, man. He got to do. He got to um. He just has to take over. I do like Yair Rodriguez. I think this is a perfect timing for both these fights because, like, you lost to two crazy top-tier fucking people in your division, Max Holloway and fucking Volkanovski. So, like, this is coming being a comeback fight. They probably 
this probably isn't a number one contender fight. The one after this might be. No, this so, one. So that Dana White told Rodriguez's camp if he beats Ortega, he gets a title shot. I don't know if the same goes for Ortega just because he came off a loss against Volkanovski, but or Rodriguez, if he wins, he does get the title shot according to uh, his camp. And that's fair because Korean Zombie got the fucking title shot. The Korean Zombie's title shot, though, he did fill in for Max Holloway. It was a uh, Max Holloway three was set up for that one. Oh, okay. okay. I was, I was say. Korean Zombie, though, I mean, we can, I mean, there's no such thing as MMA math. But if you play with the MMA math, it is like Yair Rodriguez got uh, taken out by Frankie Edgar. He, Ryuri, uh, Frankie Edgar kept taking him down, all that stuff. Brian Ortega was the first person ever to knock out Frankie Edgar. This is like 2018. Mm-hmm. And then go to the Korean zombie fight. They both beat the Korean zombie. But Brian Ortega gets the unanimous decision, beats him on the feet and on the ground. Yair Rodriguez was getting pieced up for four rounds before he gets that flying, spinning elbow, like that crazy highlight reel knockout. Yeah, that one was insane. And then Max Holloway. Now, this is where both signs point to Ortega. Then you go to the Max Holloway fight. Brian Ortega got the shit beat out of him for five rounds. One of the hardest fights to actually watch for five. Like you know when a fight gets so one-sided, it's actually hard to watch. Like that's where that just starts getting into it. Yair Rodriguez took Max Holloway outside of Volkanovski. Like, that was somebody, like, he took him to a five-round war. Like, he made Max Holloway shoot takedowns. I think Max Holloway shoot, like, six or seven takedowns on him. Oh, wow. And then Max got, like, two or three. But, like, it was a – that's a fight going back. You should go back and watch it. That was a five-round war. Max Holloway did win, but that's his MMA match. You can't do much with it because it that doesn't it doesn't really ever help cases. But those are past opponents and how they both fared against something them. to think about. I'm riding with you know I'm riding one boy Ortega. Yeah, they're both Loki. I started riding with Ortega a while back. Like I watched the interview with him one time, and just the way like you could tell he grew up in South LA. He grew up in those Mexican neighborhoods in South LA, and like. He's a fighter. Like he, like when I like he, he played in that one movie, The Enforcer or something. I like um, like last year or something. The movie's fire, and I, I was just like, who the fuck is this little dude that's like fucking motherfuckers up right now? Mm-hmm. And I learned more about like, oh, then I see him in podcasts. He's talking. And I was like, oh, this is like he's he's not just a fighter. Like he's similar to like a Nate Diaz. Like if it wasn't fighting that took him out of where he was living, he would he would have really been in, in a different life. So that's wow. why I'm always fucked with Brian Ortega. And then Rayo Rodriguez, I mean, they're both Mexican, but Rayo Rodriguez is actually from Mexico. And I kind of fuck with him too. Just I got to ride with my, my people. So got to rock with your people. So this is a, but they're both Mexican though. So like one is Mexican American though. Yeah. This is a good ass fight. This is a battle of classes. I'm riding with T City. I mean, I can't have my fucking poster saying this right now. T City, stop playing with them. I see it, but I see a submission. I see a submit. I don't see it going to decision. I see Rodriguez probably winning the first round, maybe the second, but he's he likes to throw those crazy shit where he gets tired. And then Ortega, when those when like he has a chin, we've seen him fucking go five rounds against Holloway and get pieced up for fucking five rounds. So like he has a chin on him. I think he won't get knocked out, but come those later rounds, he will get him on the mat. And Rodriguez mm. is not ready for Brian Ortega on the mat. 
That's when it's going to get trenches, man. That's just scary. But, like, yeah, I got Brian Ortega on this one. Damn, all three of us run with the Ortega dog. Yeah, man, I'm going for the sub. I will throw real quick on uh, one of my last closing things on the fight. One of my, I have a lot of bets on this fight, but a fun one that I have $5 to win 50 Brian Ortega wins inside the distance. Lauren Murphy and Misha Tate, the ones opening this card, they go to distance because a lot of women's fights go to decision. Jack Shore wins either in the third round or gets a decision. And Amanda Lemos, who's a minus 400 favorite, get her to win. And he will bet five bucks to win 50. And that's one of my, like, fun bets. I have a lot of, like, $40 bets and stuff, but just people who ain't got a lot of money. No little $5. That's a that's a quick easy fire right there. I mean, come on, I respect that. I like it, but how do you guys feel about that fight, Lauren Murphy versus um, Misha Tate? Honestly, I think Lauren Murphy's older, so I don't expect much too out of her. Misha, I mean, they're both a little older, but I think Misha Tate is also just like. I've seen more out of her in her past fights than I've seen out of Lauren Murphy. When you know both people could be 36, but some people you can tell are 36, and some people you can't tell are 36. And like Misha Tate, if she wins this, I think she gets maybe the Nunes and um Pena, whoever wins out of that, she might get that fight. But I think she I, I'm not gonna say it's a clear-cut winner, but I'm almost like I will put my right nut on that Misha Tate gets this dub. Hasn't she been on a layoff or a break or something like that? She has taken. It was like a. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get the the actual time of her last fight too. But there has been a little bit. It was. Uh, it was November twentieth, twenty twenty one. So it was almost like a nine month. But she fought Ketlin Vieira, and Vieira is the one um who we just yeah if we just saw fucking almost like she she's she's a killer too. Yeah, she actually is nice. I seen her fuck up some. Who did I see her fuck up on the UFC? But she's so nice that Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Lauren Murphy's nice, but I don't I think that fight. I've seen a lot of people talk down on it because people are like, I guess they're both considered boring fighters. They don't really get much finishes or whatever. But a lot of people are like, because it, that fight was supposed to be on two seventy six. That fight was supposed to be on another card, and it kept getting moved. And people are just like every time it gets moved, people celebrate. Like, yeah, we don't have to watch this fight. <laughs> I don't want to watch that shit. <laughs> I hope it's a good fight. I like it to go into the decision. I don't really have a pick on that one, but I do like it. I was worried about if um I thought they were in the same division as Shevchenko, so the winner out of this one would have to go face Shevchenko, and I'd be like, damn, that's different because you know that's my wife now. We got to make sure I got keep I keep tabs on them. Like, fuck all of y'all. Make sure no one fucking with your girl. That's what I'm saying, my my lady, you feel me? Nah, but that's a good no, but chat we're talking shit about that fight, but that would be a co-main event on a different fight night. That's how stacked of a card this is right now. No cap. It's gonna be a good it's two o'clock. It's at two o'clock, y'all boys. Have dinner together. Oh uh, yeah, get in there early. This nigga Paul finna be drunk as hell at 2 p.m. and I'm finna call the fuck out his ass. Oh yes, sir. I got to, bro. I got put on for my boy Brian Ortega. Got put on by fucking the Shane Burgos fight's gonna go crazy. And I got put on for Jack Shore again. I respect oh. it. But before we head out of here, man, quick five minutes, man. 
what are some of these moments? A lot of people are dropping their mid-year, their mid-year awards. I feel like we should wait till um the UFC 277 or um, 278 for Junior and Pena to drop our mid-year um, awards. But what is some stuff that you look back this year from the UFC has been like, what the fuck? It's crazy. I'm let Marcus go first because I'm gonna have some low-key ones. Hey man, that all I gotta say that Burns fight was insane, bro. That's still the craziest shit I've seen, man. That fight was for sure. without a doubt top tier fight. The Michael Chandler knockout. Oh yeah, the Michael Chandler knockout. Man, I don't know. I'd have to kind of like go and refresh my brain. I can't think off the dome. I look at it like this. My favorite performances, I had to give it to um Yuri, Yuri and Tech Shear. Yuri and Glover. Like that was a fucking battle because the whole time just up and down roller coaster could have went either way. And for this man to win, to be up on the card, to be lose for this man Yuri to be losing this card, to be losing with the judges and get and just see that Glover just gave his neck up for 30 seconds, just <clears throat> took that motherfucker. Mine. Fucking phenomenal. I can't see nothing better. So that's best fight to me and best submission, truthfully. I will say one thing that, like I said, this fight, no one's really going to be thinking off the top of their head right now because it's so long ago, but the Nugano gone fight where we saw gone piecing up Francis from the outside. Francis couldn't even touch him. And then we saw the, we saw the new, they peeled a new onion out of gone. And I got out of Francis. He got the wrestling now. Now he fucking, he was gone around. Like that was something big because, like, my big thing was like, Francis is gonna be champion until someone with BJJ comes in that motherfucker. Then he's in trouble. And then, but seeing now that he's got fuck, he's he's evolved. Oh fuck, like that have he have we haven't seen a fight in a while, but that have, he might be holding on to that strap for a little while. That's crazy. I I respect that. Another moment, my moment that's similar to that is um Stepchenko and um Santos. Like to see my wife really get pushed for that. To see really get pushed like that, and Talia Santos really looked like she won a lot of those rounds that they the judges that the judges took 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 from her. So like, I want to see a rematch in that fight. That's all. I want to see another rematch of that fight because I feel like my wife Shevchenko could really just sit down and show why she's the most dominant featherweight in history. Like, because that was great to me. So that and- was probably most shocking surprise fight for me moment of this I gotta season. take a shot to um two of the hardest spinning back fists I've seen and they both came oh, yeah, women this know year Zangri yeah, Lee know. retiring Joanna sending her to the shadow round and then Molly Meatball at UFC London sending her opponent to the shadow and, and like people forget before she was doing it she was like antagonizing her opponent like like ah, on like, some shit yeah like that like she then did that spinning back fist and then jumped out the cage grabbed the fucking belt from a fan and was running around with all the liverpool fans fucking oh yeah no she she turned up for that one and and that's my favorite card the best card i feel like every card i say is the best my favorite card was ufc london it was in the middle of the day and they came, it just felt i just felt like that was the most professional that show that made me show like had so much love for the London fans, and it just made me show how professional that they are. Like I feel like everybody came in there ready to handle business, and they got them, they got their motherfuckers up out of there, and they left. Like they went to go fucking party. Like that was a fucking vibe. I will Shit. say, change it. So like biggest surprise, you said that other fight with Santos taking the back of Shevchenko. I, I was on Santos' side, so I can't really say I was too surprised, but my biggest surprise was watching Sterling dominate Jan. 
Oh yeah. That was like, oh fuck. Like I like we all rode on Yon's train. We were all like, Yon's gonna go get his belt back. He's a different fighter. Sterling doesn't know. He's just keep pissing off the fucking bear. And then he's on the back smiling, like eh, like punching us. I was cheesing. And uh but then uh what was the there was one more I was gonna say um uh, Oh, greatest walkout. I know y'all are all on Izzy and The Undertaker. But personally, my personal favorite rockout of the year and my favorite walkout probably ever right now is the Kobe Covington. You suck. You suck. That shit was fine. That, like, that's, that's, that's the epitome of just, like, diving into your role. Dead ass, babe, but that's nah, the you suck shit. Probably it might be fuck the Undertaker shit. I'm going to you suck. That, thank you, Marcus. That you suck. When yeah, he came out with it, that, I was just, I was flabbergasted, bro. Yeah, because that shit that it matches his character, it matches the vibe of the, the scenery. That shit, that, that's but, tough. That shit was great. But my what about my favorite on um, my favorite interview, like post interview, has to be between um like celebration interview has to be um Michael Chandler this backflip and then him thanking everybody and then calling out pretty much anybody with a fucking with a fucking um with a check next to their name with a dollar sign next to their name anybody hey saying pretty much anybody can get a fucking counter I'll go to one seventy and phase your big ass so like that and motherfucking. Um, Chimaya, after his fight, after fighting Gilbert Brains, he's just sitting there like, man, fucking Brazilian, tough ass fucking Brazilian. Like, you could just, that was like the most, like, so honest. Like, it really felt like he just left war. Like, what we saw, we heard it in his voice too. Like, he's like, man, tough ass fucking Brazilian. Take everything I fucking got. Like, and trade of the year <laughs> to be the Mega Meadow. Be, yeah, and I, I would say, uh, Biggest beatdown of the year was the RDA Marciano fight. Watching RDA, like at one point, even like not even wanting to box the dude in the fifth round. We were, everyone was begging for the towel to be thrown in. I still, what's it called? Calvin Cater. Calvin Cater versus Giga was hard to watch too because that, that, that was way early. I think that was the very first card of the year, January like 2nd. That was bad. No, and I, no, that might take it because I, I was, everyone knew Giga, the kickboxing god, and for Calvin Cater, who just came off getting four hundred significant strikes dealt to him from Max Holloway, everyone thought he was done for going up against Giga, and then he goes in there and shows like, hey, bro, like outside of Max Holloway, I put on a boxing clinic versus everybody else, and he beat <laughs> Fuck out. He did what Max Holloway did to him to somebody. You know, you beat up your little brother after the older brother beats you up. Like that, <laughs> that's what he did to Giga. And I was just like, oh, I think Giga was the favorite going into that fight, too. Like, oh, shit. Jeez. That's just great, man. But it's been a great year. A lot of great cards, a lot of great moments. So only halfway through. We're still waiting to see Kamaru Usman fight. We got Abu Dhabi. Motherfucking it's Madison be a- Square Garden just got bought out, and they're gonna either put the um uh Oliveira championship fight there, or they're gonna put I think the not Usman fight, 
there's another big fight that's up like uh, Izzy. He might fight again this year, and they might throw Izzy like November 21st. I want to say is the date, and it's gonna be either Izzy or Oliveira fighting on that date. That's yeah. I got. I I love to see him, man. What's it called? Nate Diaz. They said Nate Diaz finally has a fight booked. Hopefully, it's not to be murdered. Hopefully, they don't they don't they don't sacrifice him. And and then uh what uh let me see this coming up in general we have the Pena Nunes but after this week July what is it twenty third the next weekend UFC London two Tom Aspinall versus Curtis Blades Chris Curtis versus Jack Hammerson Darren Till fell out of the fight but Jack Hammerson another uh like Europe fighter stood in. And he's a fucking killer himself. Patty the Batty versus Jordan Levat. Patty, Patty the Patty. Alexander Guffinson's return fight. The guy who was the closest person to beating uh, John Jones. He's fighting Nikolai Kryoff, another European. A Mohammed Makhlov, 7-0, who's like a fucking killer. Like, you don't talk about 7-0 fighters unless they're killers. He's on the card. Like the next week after this, UFC Long Island, we're killing it, and then UFC London, bro. These are gonna be back to back top tier fight nights. Nah, I didn't even know about. It. So we going to Fight Island and we taking it to London again. Yes, sir. These are the two biggest five fight night cards of the year, non pay per view because Dana Light loves the people. Dana, you, you, Dana, you, the. Well. I'm I don't say how he does this. He does this too. Well, I think we had a good episode. Did anyone else have any comments before we roll out on this UFC? Man, go motherfucking Ryan Ortega, man. Hey, T-City. man, I'm looking for the fucking sub, man. Shout out T-City. We're going for the sub. If y'all don't know, UFC Long Island, a.k.a. UFC T-City, taking place this weekend we broke it down for you and if you didn't know now you know motherfuckers got a problem with being problematic get the light beam on me ready for electrostatic don't you step into this box if you're not batting then my gang got tools you can call them boy crap man this gang got rules man you better watch your passes this ain't not new the medicines we've been on that rock star regiment knowing that i'm heaven sent higher than i ever been i got a problem with